We're back for another week. Hey guys, how's it going? You talking to me or talking to the audience? I'm talking to everybody. Talking to everybody? Well, I don't know how everybody's doing, but I am so glad it's the weekend. Oh I yeah. have been struggle busting this week. It was a good week, but it felt like it was a seven day work week. <laughs> so. Yeah. This was I could not wait week. for the weekend. It's so weird how that always lines up. It's like everybody kind of feels it at the same time because it was like the same for me too. I was like, is this week ever going to be over? Sure. <laughs> I, every time I when I post Wednesday, I was just like, mm, if I push snooze seven times, can I still make it to work on time? Right. Uh, no? Okay, let me get up. <laughs> yeah. It's always those kind of decisions. Life decisions, adulting decisions, but we made it to the weekend. I am here. You are here. Everybody's here. The spring seems to finally be here, at least for us. Um, us. Oh yeah, because uh, we're reco- people probably don't know this, or maybe they do. I don't know that we record this. Well, yeah, they, they over may not. Skype, and so you're in Ohio, and I'm in Georgia. Shout out to Cleveland, Ohio. I'm okay, in well, Cleveland. Wow, well, I was CLE, gonna say your man. city. I was trying to keep your privacy, but okay. Oh, okay, privacy, because um, I actually am not in Cleveland, but shout out to Cleveland, because you know the privacy, the privacy. Boy, shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> we, oh. uh, we, we finally, we finally are hitting spring, um, even though it's been spring everywhere else, Cleveland, we've still been dealing with snow, we've still been dealing with cold, uh, we've still been dealing with snow, did I mention that? Yes, in April, snow. Um, yeah, I don't know how you do it. And 60s this week, so it's been really good. Um, it was really actually windy yesterday. We actually lost power twice last night. Um, the first time it came back on a couple minutes later. This is lit- literally the brightest flash I've seen since Thor like got his hammer back. Um, and then it happened again around midnight, and it didn't come back. So I just was like, you know, I guess that's just the world telling me to go to bed. So just went to sleep. So. Yeah, we're finally warming up. I may go outside just to go outside later because I can go outside now in shorts and not look like a non-Wakandan at Georgia College during winter. (laughs) (laughs) He's referring to those of uh, the human population who wear flip-flops when it's like negative degrees outside. Yes. But they we, have on flip-flops, shorts. We all know who. And then a, but then a fur coat. I don't get it. We know who you're talking about. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, guys, we are back. And we are happy to be here. Oh, well, um, we this probably, is, yeah. <laughs> we haven't even introduced ourselves. So sorry. I, no. <laughs> I'm Michael. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I am hmm, going to be hmm, me this week. So it's going to be me. That's who. Who I am? I am me. Hey, everybody. I wish I could see the face he's making. Stop it. If you could imagine the face he was making during those videos when we were in Miami, he's looking at me like that. But it's Whatever. fine. I don't care. I will not be moved. Why are you got to be oh, me? Oh, I... So, and this is Serving It Up. <laughs> yes. A tennis podcast where we talk about tennis things and whatnot of that nature, therefore, or to, with. 
and all those prepositions. So yes, um, welcome back. We hope you guys enjoyed our return to the podcast airways. It took a you know took a while off. We took a sabbatical. You know, <laughs> had to go get our groove have... back or something like huh? that. I don't know. So we had to go get our groove back or something like that. I don't know. We had to get our groove back. You know, had to have surgery. Yep. Um, on our tennis game history. I don't know. Okay. I'm trying to think we about needed why a break. We... <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that's what it boiled down to. Life was hard and we needed a break. And so we took one yes. and now we're back. And, uh... and we are happy. So just to let you guys know, since we're just getting back, we'll give you some quick information. This is serving it up. For right now, we will be doing our show every two weeks. Um, our goal is to record on Saturday, have the show out to you by Sunday. So we'll give you a recap of what has happened over the past two weeks. Um, if there's any major situation happening in tennis, we may give you a pop surprise sneak peek episode. But just look out for our episodes every two weeks. And we are going to be getting this going and becoming a little bit more organized, utilizing our social media pages to keep you guys updated. So thank you to everybody that's been following us, liking us. Um, double tapping, triple tapping, quadruple tapping, um, all those tapping. So yeah, we are here. Um, we're in our tennis gear, and we are ready. <laughs> Definitely to thought that was gonna go somewhere else, but you, whatever. Uh, you got, you got to stay. We're gonna go there. <laughs> anyway, yes, we're here. Let's do this. Okay. Uh, all right, so, we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and get started. Absolutely. Okay, cool. And we're back, guys. Um, from that commercial break, shout out to um Church's Chicken. Um, <laughs> a commercial break with no commercials. How dreadful! <laughs> uh, how dreadful, chat. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> So, like we said, we're going to start segmenting the show off. So, the first segment starts with me. And again, if you forgot, this is me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, for the first segment, <laughs> we'll be doing a segment that I, I for now, <laughs> will be calling Hashtag Tennis Talk. Okay. Um, so, I'm going to give you guys updates on what's been happening for the past couple of weeks. My counterpart does not know what I'm going to talk about, but I will ask him his opinion on the spot. So to give you guys an update on what's been happening. So two weeks ago, the week of April 1st, we had two WTA tournaments. The men had the week off. So we had Charleston, and I'm going to talk, start talking about Charleston. That was a bigger event for the week. Um, so at Charleston, Sloan Stevens, double S, you know, still working off my working back with, oh, with my BFF. home. Your BFF, your BFF, Never had been BFF, but, uh, you know, okay. but you have a selfie with her. You practically chased her down to take one. Yeah, whatever. Just saying. Do y'all hear the pettiness in his voice? There's no petty. Do, y'all hear, do, y'all do you act like you didn't like her? Don't be mad you don't have a selfie with the girl. Okay, I got a selfie with the U.S. Open champion. That's fine. We don't got to be friends. We don't got to be friends. What about your friends? Okay, so Sloan Stevens was a top seed of the tournament this week. Okay. Um, and let's talk about what's going on with Sloan because Sloan lost in the quarterfinals to Madison Key. Shout out to Maddie. Um, and Sloan this year has not beaten a player in the top 30 all year. 
Um, so yeah, I wanted to hear your take on what's going on with Double S and her start to 2019. Go. I don't. <laughs> Lies. So this is my take on what's going on with Sloane Stevens. I think Sloane Stevens is just kind of lost her way again. She got rid of her coach. I think she thought she was doing something cool and innovative, and then she just lost her way. What was cool and innovative? Uh, getting rid of her coach. How's that? What? How's that cool? Girl, you have to send her that a message sounds about. Sounds dumb to get rid that, of the person who's helped you get to the point. Like they were doing so well together. I don't understand. I don't know why she did it, but she's been struggle busting all year. Um, so yeah, she was yeah. the top seed. She lost in the quarterfinals. So that was a deep. That was the first. This was the first tournament Sloan had actually won um, three matches in a row since Australia. That's um, crazy. Crazy. Since she's been in the top five all year, and we know we have our issues with the ranking system and how that works. Oh, we'll get to um, that later in my segment. Oh, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> hashtag future segment. Um, <laughs> So yes, she hasn't been a top 30 player all year, but I wanted to give her a shot because she was a top seed. She's still in the top 10. And what I wanted to point out, I don't know if you've seen this clip. Have you seen the clip of Sloane's interview after her second round win? No. Okay, y'all, I can't can't promise that we'll be able to put this in. Hopefully, um, my counterpart will be able to. He's like the tech-savvy-minded one. I'll put the link into the description. We'll put the link into the description if we can't get the sound clip in. So Sloane Stevens won oh, her second match. Yeah. Sorry. And then she... So if here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a brief pause right here in, clay, in case we can insert the clip. So pause in three, two, one. No, you two, don't have to do one. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to have to cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> so after Sloane won her second match, she actually won 6-4 in the third. Um... And during her interview, one of the people asked her, like, why did she really want to win this? Because she said, I just really wanted to win this match. It's been a long time since I thought to myself, I really want to beat this girl. So the interviewer asked her, well, why, what, oh what was gosh. it about this match? And then Sloane said, she said, why, the girl was like, why did you want to win so bad? And Sloane said, and I quote, but I'm going to bleep certain parts out, I was effing tired of losing that that S-H-I-T sucks. <laughs> Child. Why are you? Everybody in the room busted out left. I hope we can add the clip because right after Sloan looks over at the her coach was and was like, oh, my God. They're, no, they were in the interview room. Okay. She was I'm like, to find it. I'll find it and put it. Sucks. So, and then she literally looks over and she's like, oh, my God. Like, my <laughs> mom is probably texting me right now. Like, she forgot <laughs> where she was. <laughs> I love her. What I tell you, what I tell you, it was the funniest thing. Like she, it was. She literally looked like she was sitting out with her homegirl, and she just responded, "I was effing tired of fucking losing, and that shit sucks." <laughs> and then was like, "My mom is texting me right now." <laughs> Wait, I got it. Man, I want to find it. Oh, so wow. I, I had the clip saved on my phone because it was hilarious. <laughs> um, so I will send it to you, and we will post it in the group because it is. Freaking hilarious. If you have not seen that clip, check out our so- social media pages. We'll, I'll definitely post it so you guys can see that clip. It was like the moment of the year so far for me when she did that. that so because funny. we all know Sloane is like being so sweet and at those dimples. But she got real for us in that moment and just lost it. And Sloane still be here um, sometimes. She be all preppy, but she be having hood moments and she be cracking me let up. Let me say something. Because remember last summer when she had to get, get Polench and Nicola exactly. together. Exactly. So she will gather you if necessary. I love like it. 
She let the security these bags. She'll gather these bags. She'll gather these folks up too. Yeah. So she yeah, has Sloan lost in the quarter to Maddie. Other things that happened in Charleston, Astapinko, um, those made a huge comeback, and then Shelby Rogers returns to tennis. So for those of you that don't know, Shelby Rogers was out for seven months. She had surgery, and she returned to Charleston two weeks ago. Charleston is actually a very special tournament to Rogers because it's actually where she was. She was a ball girl for many years. Um, she's from Charleston, so every year they had the tournament, she would be a ball girl. Now that she's a professional tennis player, it's cool that she gets to play at the tournament where she was a ball girl. Um, another player that we know that has that opportunity is Roger Federer. He was a ball boy at Basel at the Swiss Open, and now he's won the tournament, I think, maybe eight times. Um, so I think that's really cool. So I wanted to give Shelby Rogers a shout-out for returning. She actually won her first match and started crying after winning the first oh, set, that. winning the second set. It was oh, so cute. It was really cute. It was very um, you don't realize how many, how much these things really matter to like it's taken away from you and is out of your control. So she was so so happy, and in the second round she had to play Astapenko. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you heard of the comeback, did you? I think I saw something about it on Twitter, but I didn't like read the article, so I don't know a lot. So Rogers and Astapenko split sets because you know Astapenko love a third set, um, and then Rogers. What went on a run? She actually went up five one in the third set and had a match point. But Astapenko actually ended up coming back and winning the match seven six in the third. So it was a big return for Shelby Rogers. Shout out to her, but a huge comeback win for Astapenko, who's been struggle busting this year as well. Um, so that was a big win for her. Um, but then Astapenko's run ended not shortly after. Um, because she, I'll talk to you guys about who she lost. So that was another big moment in Charleston. And then something else that happened in Charleston I wanted to give a quick shout-out to is Taylor Townsend. Um, my counterpart posted in our Instagram group that you saw that she actually got the biggest win of her career. Um, in the second round, she beat number seven seed at the tournament, Julia Gorgas, oh, yeah. uh, which I thought was super cool. So I wanted to ask you, where do you think or where do you see – Townsend's career going now that having her biggest win of her career. <laughs> Why you gotta ask me stuff like Because I just want to hear what you guys. You gonna make me be rude? I'm not trying to make you be rude. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Have, y'all see how he wasting time? Y'all see how he's trying to answer the question? Oh God, I don't think it's gonna go that much further. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't see her like doing much. Like, I think she will be the type of player who like who can have like some wins here and there, some surprise win over wins over big players, you know, mm-hmm. in a first round or uh, whatever, you know, but I don't think she's going to win many tournaments. Like I wouldn't be surprised. It's like, Oh, she beats like this seed and that seed. Like she'll just be one of those like dangerous floater people. I just don't see it in her game. That's like nothing like is like super like, Oh, she's like extra good, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't know. say I don't I don't disagree. Like, I feel like her, I think her career is going to mirror, in my opinion, that of Donald Young. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Thompson made a lot of noise in juniors, and there was a lot of expectation on her moving into the pros just like Donald Young. Um, and he never got maximized or translated the success from the junior tours to the pro tours. Like you said, every once in a while he has these big wins because like, he's beaten Murray. He's made it to a couple of the um, ATP finals, but has never done anything to to the magnitude of what he did as a junior. Right. And I feel like the same thing with is going to happen with Taylor. Um, 
I think she'll maybe have some more success with the dub on doubles if she finds like a consistent good doubles partner. But yeah, I agree. I don't think she's gonna have a super standout career. But let me tell you something. Look, she she living life in a pro tour. I'm not so right. I mean, she's not, living her dream, and that's all. Yeah. That, you know. And so you never know. She could pull out something, and it's like it happens. Like, and so I think I respect that. But I just don't see anything that I'm like, oh, she's going to make real moves. But she could prove me no. wrong. I don't know. I want her to. She, she could. Like, yeah. I, you just, you as long as you're out there playing, you never know. I never saw Skiavoni winning exactly. a slam. I never saw Panetta, Panetta winning a slam. I never Stozer. saw Bartoli winning a slam. Oh, Shade. I never saw Stozer winning a slam. Uh, who's, who the Shade? Shout out. <laughs> Why? Shout out to Gaston Gaudio exactly. all the way back in 2004 at the French Open. Never yeah, saw him know. winning a slam. Um, what's that boy name that won the Australian Open? He beat Safin. Oh, Tom Thomas Johansson. Oh yeah. Never saw him winning a slam. So like you, as long as you show up to these tournaments, you and you play, you just literally never know how the tennis gods can open can, the draw. Exactly. So you and what you can end up winning. So. Just wanted to see what your thoughts were on Townsend. Um, and if anybody want to chime in on what they think she's going to do, if you disagree with what we think, we are here for it. And the last thing about Charleston, uh, Madison Keys wins her first title since 2017 Bank of West, and it was her first final since the U.S. Open that same year. Um, and she actually beat three Grand Slam champions back-to-back-to-back to, back to, back to win the tournament. She beat Ostapenko in the third round in straight sets. She beat Sloane Stevens in the quarterfinals in three sets. Her first win against Sloan ever. And then she beats Wozniacki in the finals in straight sets. Her first win against Wozniacki as well. So shout out to Maddie. Any thoughts on Keys and her win of that tournament? I mean, I'm happy that she won. I'm glad that maybe this can mean she's gotten over whatever she was dealing with after making it to the final of the U.S. Open. And now she can start playing because she's definitely somebody who hasn't lived up to her potential. Like I thought she would have won a Grand Slam before Key for before Sloan. Like yeah. she to me has a game that is like she should be doing something like, and she's not living up to it. So I hope maybe this will help her confidence and she can start getting the results she should be having. Um, as long as it's not against Venus and Serena. Fact. <laughs> um, I definitely agree. I do think she has more. I think she, and sometimes it's hard for me to go back and forth because I. I want to sometimes think if I if I feel she has more talent than Sloan or is it just more power? Because my thing is I feel like Sloan is a very talented player. I feel like Sloan, you know, her attitude pissed me off in the whole situation with the Williams sisters, which I will never let go. Um, but I feel like Sloan is very talented. Like she has good hands. She is quick. She has easy power. She's consistent. And Taking out Miami 2019, she has decent volleys. Miami 2019, she just couldn't volley save her life. Child. Yeah, but she kept um, coming to the net. I was like, girl. But I was like, girl, do you what see you how like, bad you are at this right now? You should not please, do that. Please right stay now. away from the net. Like, even if the ball is short, just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think Sloan is genuinely talented. Madison, I think, just has natural raw power. But what bothers me is she still has not shown me over all these years that she can control the power, which was disappointing because I really thought Davenport would have maybe helped her do that because Davenport had some of the same struggles, like had a lot of power but not a lot of control. But, you know, with tennis, the thing is, it really come down, comes down to what's between the ears. Like there's so many players 
who are powerful but mentally aren't there, and so many players who are not powerful but between the airs, a la Martina Hingis. Like, the fact that she was able to do so much with no power, granted it was a time where power wasn't dominating the game. We saw how power pushed out of the game in 2002. But still, like, she had... The girl was, like, really just pretty pattering the ball, but still found a way to one, win five Grand Slams, get to number one at the age of 16, a record that will never be broken. And we, I know it's, you never to say never, but unless the WTA changes their eligibility rules, you can't play tournaments like you did at that time. So the chances of somebody getting to number one in the world at the age of 16 is highly unlikely. Um, so I don't know. I think Sloan may have more talent, natural talent, than Keys. But if Keys can hone in her power, she should have a better career, I think. Especially, I think, because she wants it more. And I think it's really cool that we're actually talking about Charleston. And Charleston is the first place where we saw Sloan, if you remember. Oh, she was beating the hell out of her leg. Yes, that was the first time we went to Charleston. I said, we don't really know much about Sloan yet, but she was from Wakanda. So we was very excited to watch her. And she was, oh, she was smacking the heck out of her quad. Self-abuse? Like, should we call a therapist? Like, I'm scared. But even in that match, I looked at Michael and I was like, this girl just doesn't look like she wants it. Like, she's so lethargic in her match. (laughs) And it hasn't. Um, So those are my updates. Okay, page flip. Sorry. Don't do it. (laughs) We're here with. We're here with the notes. We're ready for the segment. Hashtag tennis talk. Um, <laughs> so the other WTA tournament was Monterey. Um, and in that tournament, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We, the, the tournament was Monterey, or also known as the Abierto GLP Segueros. Um, <laughs> since Eric wanted to shout me out, talking about if I couldn't adjust at the Monterey Open. Um, no, I'm a professional at what I do. So wait, what? I'm a, I'm a professional at what Who I do. Who called you out, Eric? Because in the post from when um, the tournament was over, I put your 2019 Abierto GNP Segueros champion. <laughs> Stop it with the accent. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric talking about commentated. You couldn't just put Monterey open. No, I couldn't. I'm a professional at oh what I gosh. do. Just like with the other one, your 2009 Volvo Car Open champion was Madison Keys, and your 2009 Abierto GNP Seguros champ is <laughs> Muguruza. Um, so just to give you some quick updates about that tournament really quickly, Kerba was the top seed. She did not defend the title. To... Kerb, I mean, sorry, not defend. She didn't win the title. Um I don't think any top seed has won a title all year. I could be wrong, but I didn't t- I didn't double check my facts on that. But I don't think any top seed has won a title all year so far. It's been a um, weird year. It has been. Um, <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? So anyway. weird. So Kerber did not win the title. She that was her. She didn't make it to the finals. And then Kerber, her only final all year has been. Um, she went to the finals of Indian Wells, where she was out here calling people's children petty. Um, so she said this, um, the Canadian girl is petty. So that was actually, Indian Wells was Kerber's first final since Wimbledon of last year, where she beat Serena. So she hasn't really been that on top of her game since winning that Grand Slam. Um, something else, other, something else that happened at the tournament, Azarenka's return to a WTA singles final. Ooh, the first Azarenka. final. Her first plan since having a baby. Yay. And 
her first final since 2016 where she won the Sunshine Double. The last hot person to do that. So if anybody doesn't know, the Sunshine Double is when you win Indian Wells and Miami back-to-back. So shout-out to her. Unfortunately, Azarenka got injured in the Ugh. finals. She finished the match. That sucks. So I know. Sad so for she, her. She, had to, with, with, she had to stop in the final. Mugarutha won and defended her title. Um, so, I hate that. Azarenka. I'm like, I just want her to come back and do well. You know she's my third favorite. Well, that's not true. Well, maybe I don't know. I struggle between loyalty, but Wakanda and like my true feelings. Anyway, because it's been it's like being Serena, and then I feel like I should say like Madison and Sloan, but really I think I want to say Azarenka because I like her a lot. <laughs> and that's fair because I like Kvitova. You know, I've already I've already right. told you Kvitova is my favorite outside of Wakanda. Yeah. Okay. Right. Azarenka is my favorite outside of Wakanda. There, there we go. There we go. <laughs> so, so I just wanted I mean, to do well. It's been a struggle bus for her, but I mean, we gotta rec- we gotta recognize that it hasn't been the smoothest comeback for her. She came back at Wimbledon a couple years ago, but du- during that, had to deal with this custody dispute with her baby daddy, and then because of that, if she was to like leave the state of California, she could have lost custody. So then she had to like stop playing, so she wouldn't lose custody of her son. So like that takes a toll, like. A lot of times we don't realize, yes, these are athletes, but there's a lot of things behind the scenes that can take a toll on your emotional state of mind and your mental state of mind. Whereas it, tennis is more than just hitting a ball. Yeah. Like it's hard to be out there just hitting a ball and focusing when your son, you're battling custody and you're, you're, you have court the next week or the next month. Like, yeah, I'm at this tournament, but I know I got to go to court and defend my rights as a mother. So I think it's taken her a lot longer with more because of what's been happening off the court. Um, but she's not been giving up. I really thought she would have gotten back faster because I see her more of like a natural type athlete. Um, but maybe 2019 will be a year that we see more from her. We saw a lot from her. Like you talked about it, that match against Serena at Indian Wells, they both played so, so good. So yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, I don't know. I just think it's like that. You think about how I mean, it's really just kind of just dealing with what we kind of all of us deal with every day, like trying to manage your job in your life, and like it's not easy. And I think we're seeing no. that. And I think that's why I'm like I want her to do well because it's like it's like oh I kind of see myself in her struggle sort of you know like mm-hmm. I mean obviously I'm not playing a professional sport but it's like oh trying to manage my home life with work like that work life balance and like how it can create stress at work and make you not, like, perform as well as you normally would. It's like, I don't know. I just, like, really want her to get some good results. I feel like she deserves because of all that she's been through. And, like, yeah. Because she could have easily been like, I want to retire after. You know, like, she could have took any chance to retire. Any of those, any of that stuff would have been a reason to retire. And nobody could have faulted her for it. But she's still out there grinding and everything, so. Hopefully she can, like, I just want her to get that final push. I hate that she got injured and didn't even get to really play. So. Because she was my pick. So I agree with you. I do want her to have some great results. Barring once is not against Venus or Serena. She can have all the great results that she wants. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, so that was um, that tournament. And just to give you guys. So that was two weeks ago. So sh- shout out to those two tournaments. And congratulations to those two champions. Um, 
like Michael had mentioned a little earlier, it's been a really weird year on the the actually ATP and WTA tour. So Keys and Muguruza won those titles, and actually they became the 15th and 16th different champion on the WTA tour. And there's only been 16 tournaments so far, so that means every tournament this year has been won by somebody different. Mm-hmm. Um, so no one has been happened before. That has never happened before that I can think of, where, where the first 16 tournaments right. have been won by different players. Yeah, I guess it, yeah. I mean, that's kind of crazy. So we've had no repeat champions. And to give you a quick rundown of this week, the women are in are playing Lugano and Bogato, two smaller WTA international tournaments. And all of the players in both of those draws who had, who, who had won a title this year, there was a couple that actually played this week, most of the winners this year took the week off, but the ones who had already won title this year have already lost. So, so again, at the end of this week, we're going to have a 17th and the 18th different WTA um, Tour champion because no one left in the semifinals and won a title this year yet. That's insane. So the Who's going to stop it? We're going to have to see. So my pick, we'll see. when we come back at our two weeks, I'll see if I'm correct. My pick for Lugano is going to be Herzog. Um, I think she's going to pull that tournament out. And then my pick for Bogato is going to be Beatrice Haddad Mai, just because I like her name. Um, and she, she she's lefty. Fair. You probably don't remember her, but we saw her play when we were in Miami. This year? Uh, yes. Against um, I don't remember who she played against, but I recognize her because, like I said, I, because I like her name, I actually do pay attention to her a little bit. She's fairly tall. She doesn't. She hasn't had a stellar career, but her name always catches my attention. Mm. Um, so those are going to be my picks for, to see to win those tournaments. We'll see if we're right. Um, shout out to the return of Svetlana Kuznetsova, Sveta. Yeah, um, return at Lugano. Um, a grinder. Cool. She'd be out there grinding. I'm just out here grinding. <laughs> yeah. And she's a fave of the Williams sisters. You know, shout out to 2007 Wimbledon where she acts. Venus is being um, how to, where to get some cornrows. <laughs> <laughs> and came on the court with her cornrows. No, uh, I remember that. Oh, don't God. you remember? That yes. was funny. <laughs> so shout out to her. She made her return to tennis. Um, girl, she was out here in some yoga tights and a black t-shirt. She was <laughs> she was sexy. <laughs> she said, I don't have the time, okay? I don't. I took a yeah. break. The time. Okay, okay y'all I got my yoga glad. classes after this, so I need to y'all speed this shit up. Glad that I'm back. Right. <laughs> um, she lost in the quarterfinals to Pliskova. Uh, not the one that we are more familiar oh, with. I was she like, lost Pliskova was here. <laughs> no, she lost to the left-handed Pliskova twin. The forgotten uh, Pliskova. Bless her heart. The poor thing. Um, <laughs> so. Um, that was another big part of that tournament, and we'll see who wins. The men were back this week. They're in Houston, which is in Texas, and Marrakech. Um, the men have been going through something similar to the WTA Tour, where up until Miami, every tournament on the ATP side had been won by a different player. Um, so it's been a weird year on both tours, because people like to say that the WTA Tour is all over the place, and the men have more consistent top players. Well, the men are going through the same thing. Yeah. Um, Who's so shut, shut that down. So up until Miami, Miami when Federer won Miami, he is the first player on the ATP tour to, to win multiple titles. Exactly. So it's happening on the men's side as well. So we're gonna actually continue because out of the players in the semifinals this week at um, Houston and Mar- Mar- Marrakech, none of them have won a tournament this year yet. 
So my pick for Houston is going to be Query. He's in the semifinals, and he's the last U.S. man standing. And the U.S. men typically do well at that tournament because the red clay is a little bit faster. It's not like European red clay. It's that fake red clay. Stop being hater. Trying to soothe their oh. ego. They're like, oh, let us give them this clay court tournament that they can play, but it's really just like a hardcore tournament. Because, like, why is clay that fast? It doesn't even make no sense. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to shade Houston. I have no problem with I'm not the shading the tournament. The I don't. I mean, it's still a legitimate tournament, but we all know that Palm ain't no treats. real clay. That is not no real Palm clay. Treats. Let the people know it's not real clay. Pine Why you can't cones. just tell Okay. You disagree? Tops. Do you disagree? Pine trees. Do you Palm dis- trees. Just answer the question. Yes or no. Do you disagree? I don't disagree. Exactly. But and that's all I'm saying. You, they have, they have to, they're trying to do what they can, okay? It's like, oh, so um, American men can do well. At we don't completely suck on clay. We can win sometimes on clay. In this one tournament, it don't even make no sense. Sorry, okay. Yeah, y'all see how he really feels. You see, he's <laughs> the shade one. Palm trees is all over this I'm segment just saying. of episode. It's true. Um, so we'll see if Query wins. And then for Makarich, um, shout out to Sanga, who's back out here winning. Sanga was out for a while. His ranking is dropped. He's going through, he's having a protected ranking this year, but he's been doing really well. Made it to the semi of his first tournament. He won Montpellier. I think that was the one he won. It was a tournament in France. And he's in the semis this week. He's going to be my pick to win the tournament. So hopefully my boy Sanga pulls it out. If you guys don't follow Sanga on Instagram, I don't either, but I check on him every once in a while. Um, he has the cutest videos with his son. So, like, before or after matches, he'll be warming up um, and, like, stretching or jumping rope or whatever. And his son is mimicking what he's doing. It's the cutest little, like, it's he so... He had a baby? He had a baby. Um, it's so adorable with his son, like, mimicking what his dad is doing. So, check that out if you haven't seen it. But he's my pick for that tournament. And your boy Sausage Zverev. It's family um, struggling, huh? Actually played Marrakech, and he actually Marrakech, he lost in the second round. Um, he was the huge favorite, the only player in the top ten or I think maybe top twenty playing this week, um, and he lost in he lost badly to the number sixty player in the world. And he's lost five times this year already, and four of those five times have been to players outside of the top fifty. So him and Sloan are pretty much having a very, very, very similar year. Yeah, I saw that he was struggling. Mm. Yeah, they have not been defending their points or living up to the ranking so far this year. Um, So the tragicness for Zverev and Sloan continued during their first Claypool tournament. We'll see if they can switch that around in Europe. Pressure is a privilege, child. They are feeling it (laughs) right now. It's crazy. So those are tournaments for this week. We'll let you guys know who won. Um, check out our social media posts as we post those winners. And then um, we've been talking for a little bit. So I'm going to say that, hey, guys, we're going to take a quick break. And I'm going to go get some of this wonderful juicy church chicken that is um, <laughs> from our earlier commercial break. So we'll be right back. Okay, so we're back, and now it's my turn. Let's get it. Let's see what you got to give. All right, so this part. That's hashtag tennis talk segment was good, shot. You know, I came with the facts. I came with the I came with the facts, the receipts, the invoices. Okay, go ahead. I'll stop. Um. So now this my segment is this part, and it's like kind of a <laughs> kind of a conversation that we're just gonna have. 
about something. Each week I'm going to pick a topic, and then we might even pick some topics from you guys too. I can't come up with a name for it. I don't know why I'm explaining all this. Um, but the topic that I was thinking for this week, because we have talked about this a lot, and you kind of uh, mentioned it earlier, but just how um, the ranking system is set up, we've both kind of discussed several times how we think that it's an unfair system and it kind of uh, punishes you for doing well like in the previous year and then mm-hmm. it's like if you don't hold up those same results you plummet in the rankings but then people who haven't been playing like it's like not that you do you play poorly the next year like you're losing in the first round but if you make it to the quarter like the say you won the year before the won it and you make it to the semis the year before you don't get any kind of points for that and it just doesn't seem fair like you lose all of your points because you didn't make it to the same thing but you still played well but somebody who did horrible the year before and they started winning everything they just like skyrocket and it's like do they even really deserve to be there so are you asking my opinion well obviously that's what we're having conversation you know, I just want to make sure um I agree I've had my issues with the ranking system for a while um my issue used to be that tournaments and Grand Slams, there wasn't enough discrepancy between the points. So you win a Grand Slam and win a tournament, and it was like fairly, there wasn't a big enough difference in the points. So that's back in the day. It was like Hingis was number one. She wasn't winning Grand Slams or even making it that far, but she was winning tournaments, and she, she was able to keep her number one. So they kind of fixed that by putting tournaments at level. So, you know, Grand Slam, you win 2,000. Premier Mandatory, you win 1,000. Premier Mandatory, five. You win 900. And then tournaments below that, you start getting to 700, 500. So they kind of took care of that. But I just don't like the follow-up of the year. Like, for example, and this is not me picking on Sloan, honestly. But Sloan had four really strong tournaments last year. I'm not even going to say she had a good year. She had she won Miami. She made it to the finals of the French Open. She made it to the finals of Cincinnati, and she made it to the finals of the year ending. So with those four tournaments, Sloan ended the year number four. So she came back this year ranked number four, but like we just mentioned, she hasn't beaten a player in the top 30 all year. She's been struggle-busting, but she just actually dropped down to number eight. So she's still ranked high, but she hasn't been playing well this year. But she's living off of her ranking points from last year. Um, and then you have Andrescu, the girl from Canada, who sh- like out of nowhere won Indian Wells and shot up the ranking. Right. And it's like, I mean, I'm not trying to take away from her. Like, I'm glad. Like, it's like she deserves to move up in the rankings, obviously. But it's like, it doesn't seem fair because it's like, you think about Venus, who, you know, did well mm-hmm. at Indian Wells last year, mm-hmm. and then she did well this year, but didn't do the same. And so she like dropped after having a good performance this year. And it's the mm-hmm. same thing with Miami. She's like her ranking keeps dropping, but she's playing not well. She's just not matching. I mean, she's not winning the tournaments, but she's getting deep into the draws. It's like shouldn't her ranking at least stay the same? Like I don't really get it. Like it's not fair. Like Venus, okay. For those of you like who don't remember her results from last year, last year at Indian Wells, Venus made it to the semis. This year at Indian Wells, Venus made it to the quarters. Because of how the ranking system works, Venus still showed up, 
injured, taped all the way up, and really probably shouldn't have played, and still won four matches and got all the way to the quarters and was punished, essentially, and had her ranking drop because she didn't make it back to the semis. So I showed up, I played, I won four matches, I had a good showing, but I still got punished. Right. Same thing in Miami. Last year she made it to the quarters. This year she made it to the fourth round. She won three matches, but she didn't make it back to the quarters, so she got punished. So the way, the issue with the ranking system is unless you make it back to where you were the year before, you gain no points. So I show up, I play, I'm out here beat, putting putting miles on my body, beating up my body, playing all these matches out here in the sun or in the cold of the night. But if I don't make it to where I did it last year, I, I get no points. And even and not just not getting points, I lose points. So I, now I'm punished for showing up and actually playing and winning matches. Right. And it's like, say you win the tournament the year before, like Serena has done so many times. Then you win the tournament the next year. You don't even really get any kind of reward. It's like, oh, you just no. stay the same. Oh, congratulations! You don't, you don't lose your points, but you don't gain any. It's like, how does that make no. any sense? It just is like such a weird system. I'm sure that whoever designed it had a reason, and it makes sense. Like maybe I just don't know all the ins and outs, but I just like I feel like it should be. I think I've said I think it should be like. <laughs> I don't know how to explain this. Every time I talk about this, I get like lost in what I'm trying to say. But I feel like it should be where. You, it's like each year starts another, like starts new, but you keep the points that you have from the year before going into the beginning of the year. And so it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. you have the end of the year rankings, right? At the end of the year, this is what everybody is. Going into January, this is like, that's what our starting point. That's what we base things off of. And then it's like, as you play tournaments, you just gain points. It's like... If you make it, say if, if it was Australia, you made it to the second round in 2018, and then in 2019 you make it to the first round, like you lose in the first round. You don't like, oh, get no points because you didn't make it to the second round. You still get those same points. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... But, like, I, but then the points that you did get the year before still falls off, but you get the points for actually being in the first round, if that makes sense. So I think we have to figure out how that would work because how would you be seated for the tournament? Based so I see what of... you're saying. So like you're saying, like for example, at Indian Wells. So before Venus even goes to Indian Wells, her semifinal points would fall off. Right. But then, but then her making it. So let's say she got 500 points to make it to the semifinals. So that would all fall off. Right. And then she gets 400 points to making it to the quarterfinals. So when the tournament is done, she gets those 400 points back. Yeah. But she don't lose all of the points. You know what I'm saying? So essentially, because like she if she doesn't, hundred points. If she right, because if she if she doesn't make it to the sem, like if she make, gets a, so she made it to the semis to get the 500 points. If she loses in the first round or the second round, she gets no points, right? If Venus doesn't make it back to the semis, she loses. She doesn't get any points, right? And so I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. So it's like, okay, she loses her 500 points, but you still get a, some points for at least making it to the second round. Maybe like you just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it, that seems yeah. like it would be more fair. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't make sense. I just think it's an unfair like system because I feel like I mean, in I these situations, it, it doesn't. I mean, I do think it makes sense. Like, for example, Osaka, she didn't have the best run, but she won Indian Wells. There was no way for us to gain any points throughout that entire tournament. Right. Like, 
based on the current ranking system, it doesn't matter if she lost in the first round or if she won the title. She could not gain points. She was just defending her points. Yeah. So this girl could have won seven matches, six matches, and gained nothing. Got no points for yeah. it. So it Which just is, doesn't like, make sense I, I see what you're saying. It doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense because it's not fair. Like, I'm out here playing for for naught almost. For, basically, it's like, oh, you do well, and then you don't get any kind of – it's like, oh, great for the that year. But then the year after, it's like almost like you – are handicapped essentially as far as the rankings are concerned and then with that being said it makes me always wonder about players like uh serena look i'm just talking about current players serena federer nadal Djokovic, who hold on to the, who have held on to number one for multiple years back like before serena got pregnant shout out to olympia so cute so, um at one, oh like, i think God. before she pulled out serena was number one from 2015 in February when she got the, because you know, I know my girl. She got back to number one 2015 when she got to the finals of Doha. And she held it until after Australia where she won Australia in 2017. So that's two years she held it straight. So like, it's like, how does, how does she do that with the way the current ranking system is set up? Because she just keeps winning everything. I mean, that's literally the only way you can do it. And she just yeah. has to win everything. And it's like, okay, so nobody's gaining points. <laughs> like, if she wins all the tournaments, then yeah, people, other people are gaining points, but they're not going to gain enough points to catch her. Yeah. They're just going to maybe close a gap. Yeah. Because at one point, at one point, if you remember in 2016, it was maybe, Serena had, her. she had so many points. She her, Let's say she had six, she had a double, her ranking points doubled the number two player in the world. So she had Seven thousand points. Halep, who was number two, at thirty five hundred, where there had never been such a wide gap between the number one and number two player. Do you get bonus points for de- for defending your points? No, that's one thing that's changed in the system. I know when, back in the day, in the like late nineties, early two thousand, when I had just started watching tennis, I know there was the possibility for bonus points. If you were if you were ranked lower than the opponent. Like, you could get some extra points. And if you ever defeated a number one player, you got bonus points. But mm-hmm. they got rid of that as well. Maybe that's going to come back. Because I'm like, I was like, oh, I won the final this year and I win it next year. I should get, like, I should keep my points and get an extra, like, 1,000 points. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It just don't make no sense. So I just wanted to it- kind of throw that out there and talk about it on, and like, you know, for everybody else to hear because we've had this conversation so many times just between the two of us because it's just so weird and it's like you watch it and it's like i don't know because i had sent you some article about andrescu is that her Mm -hmm. name andrescu yeah where she was like i can't remember what what the link said but it was basically like talking about how good she was and like how amazing i don't know it was saying something and i was just like it's just so premature like Yes, she shot up in the rankings, and, and that's great. But that don't to me that doesn't mean anything about what her, you know, what how amazing her she ability. is. It's just like because to me she shot up in the rankings because the ranking system is jacked up. It's flawed. And not trying to take away from her win, like I'm like I'm glad that she shot up in the rankings. I think it was like the fastest moving person or something. I can't remember what it was, but it was like basically applauding her her dramatic jump from this ranking to the whatever she ended up at. And I was like, I don't, I just think this is too much because it's like, yeah, she won the tournament, but the only reason she went up this many 
so many points is because the ranking system is flawed, in my opinion. Another thing is like no shade to her because she's been having a good year, but it is flawed. Like the thing is, even with um the suggestion you had, one thing that I even um excuse me, I'm <laughs> bless you thought was was a pretty decent idea. It's like maybe if you win the title or whatever points you make, I don't know, this may be too complicated, but the next year you can at least get half of your points back. So right now, let's go back to Indian Wells with Osaka. Had Osaka won Indian Wells again, she would have gotten no points because she was a defending champion. How about every round she wins, she gets half of the points that would have been if she had no points to defend. So if she was to defend mm-hmm. her title, instead of getting 2,000 points, she would get 1,000. Yeah. Because I think the the purpose is because I think what they probably were thinking, you think about those spans of years that Federer was so good or Serena was so good. If they just kept winning everything and kept getting 2,000 points, 2,000 points, 2,000 points, even or Nadal, when he gets through the Clayco season, their lead would be so insurmountable because they win so much. It, if, if Serena could have gotten double the points of the number two player with this flawed system, Imagine what it could be if it wasn't and how far ahead she would be or Federer would have been or Nadal would have been. I think that's why they stopped doing the whole you get points every year, if that makes sense. Yeah. I because mean, the dominant player would be so far ahead. So my thing is maybe give you give them half. So instead, of the, if you made it to the semis last year like Venus and Indian Wells and you got 750 points and you make it back to the semis, what's half of 750? Um, 325. So at least she gets something because, like, again, right now she would have gotten nothing for winning those five matches. But at least you got half of what you did. So you're getting some points. But I'm part of me wonders is that's why they did that so these top players wouldn't have such an insurmountable lead. Because think about how far ahead the big four would be of everybody else during their, like, dominant reign. Right. Now, I mean, I think obviously you have to have some type of way to check the – the the increasing like to to kind of contain how many points a person can get it makes sense to me that like you need a way to have the points fall off but i just think mm-hmm. they need to figure out how to still reward them them that sounded really country them reward <laughs> them for doing well still and so i think yeah. there's a bunch of different ways you could go at it but i think it's a conversation that maybe people will start ha- like are going to continue to have because i feel like a lot of people feel this way but it's just like people don't really know what else to do and it's like you've gotten so used to how it's done but i think a lot of yeah. people even commentators and probably some of the players can probably would relate or can see that there's something kind of wrong about it the players are seeing it as well because it's not fair and then I think what also makes it hard, I think what's happening now because a lot of these younger players are becoming more vocal, they're having these big wins and these big surprise runs and they're getting these high rankings and then the next year when they realize how difficult it is to defend all these points, they're plummet in the ranking. And like, right. like I was looking at something like, I don't know if you guys know Andre Rublev, like I saw him when we were at Miami. Like I, I, I know some of these like next gen players because I keep up to see who's coming up. And he had a really, he had a really good year last year. And I realized I hadn't heard much about him. He's back ranked down in the 80s, but he's a legit talented player. But he had so many surprise runs last year, and he hasn't been defending those points. So his ranking is just steady plummeting. It's not that his talent has like gone off, but he just you know he has some really surprise runs. People didn't know who he was. They've now peeped his game. He's not winning as much. 
but is he really the 80 something worth play, 80 something ranked player in the world based on talent? No, but he hasn't been defending all of those points. So that's another fly in the system. Like that you come back the next year, like Shui Shen, like he made it to the run of the Australian Open in semifinals two years ago. Have you heard about him as mm-hmm. of late? Like part of it's because of injury. He did get injured, but again, he lost all those points. So I don't know. It's just it's 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 just something to that still needs to be figured out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it's unfair all around. So like I said, I'm sure lots of people will be talking about it more. Hopefully, I know I'm going to keep talking about it because I just think it doesn't make any sense, and so I will not stand for this injustice. Okay, then come on, you better you better not stand for it. You better sit for it. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I guess we'll take another break and then we'll come back and wrap everything up. Okay. All right. Hey, guys, and we're back. We're going to be wrapping up our show. So earlier this week, I made a post on our Facebook page about asking you guys to tell us some things you want to talk about. So this is a segment that I'm going to call hashtag what you say. Hey, hey, what you say? Oh, what you say? What you say? What Shout out to my say? girl, Maya. Oh. Um, I th- the, what I heard oh, was, ooh, what you say? See, you know what saying? That's what I heard. I'm not I'm trying to change it. I'm just telling you what, I, what song came to my head. Sorry, go so, on. I am a big Maya fan, so shout out to those of you who actually knew what that song was. So, hashtag, <sighs> oh what gosh. you say? Can we talk so, about how Maya... Um, sorry. I'm sorry. Really well, quick, sorry. Well, no. Maya and her... Who... Where is this fountain of youth? Why is she not aging? I don't understand what's going on. Why does she look better now than she did then? I need to know her secrets. Well, you know, Maya's all about this whole, like, fruit-based, plant-based diet. She doesn't eat meat or, like, any of those, like, animal products. So she's, like, very much about eating healthy and working out and staying fit. I do agree that she looks, like, better than when she did back in the 90s. Does she drink? Um, But I have been a ride-or-die for Maya since, huh? Does she drink? I don't know. I don't know her like that. Um, I do think she drinks. Maybe, maybe not. But I know I follow her on Instagram and she's always posting about making healthy choices. So if you follow her, she's always like fruit platters, fruit trays, vegetable trays. She's all about eating like stuff from the environment, from the earth, like natural things. That's noble. Um, That's noble of her. So she has she is committed to it 100 percent. Obviously, like I said, I don't know her life. I don't like live with her. But. Love Maya. So my hashtag my segment is called What You Say. Hashtag What You Say. And we want to shout out um, Jenny Davis. So thank you, Jenny, for posting. So Jenny wants us to talk about the fact that she thinks that the women should also play three out of five set matches in majors. Oh, she Jenny coming with the heat. And she said in her Linda Richmond voice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. I don't either. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I meant to look her up before we actually did the show. Jeannie, so girl, you gotta tell us who is Linda Richmond, child. Let who us know. Linda Richmond, Give Jenny. me a link or something. I need a little article. I need some a blurb. Wikipedia page. Okay. Um, <laughs> but we can't talk um, about oh, the question. Oh, from Saturday Night Live. When they did those comedy sketches. Hold on. Linda Richmond, Coffee with Linda Richmond, a series of sketches performed by Mike Myers on the sketch the sketch comedy show Saturday Night Live. Oh, gotcha. Sorry, Jenny, that was over our head, child. That was over our head, but we but we, we, we still back here. With you, Jenny. Yeah, we, we still back here. With you. Yes. Okay. So, so go, right, Jenny, go. 
eat. So thank you. First of all, again, thank you, Jenny, for commenting. Right. So what is your take on the fact that you, um, Jenny wants to know if she thinks women should play three out of five sets at Grand Slams? Oh what do you think? Oh, So this, okay, oh, at Grand Slams only. At Grand Slams. Oh, you okay. see, she said at Grand Slams. Okay. I was like, not for the whole tour, because I was like, for the whole tour, I think everybody need to be playing two out of three. Like, maybe at the Grand Slams just because, but I think sometimes the matches get too long. So, I mean, I think it could be a good idea. I think the Grand Slams do need something. To me, since it is a Grand Slam, it would kind of elevate, you know, it makes sense that there's it, the rules there would be a little bit different. If they did that, I think it should be that it would be all other tournaments are two out of three sets across the board, men and women, for everything. And then at the Grand Slams, everybody has to play three out of five because it's a grand slam. I mean, it would make the grand slam longer. Maybe they'll have to add more time to it or something. I don't know. Cause it probably would extend it. Cause matches go five sets, you know, but I just think that like for the, for the, like I'm saying for the normal tournaments, I don't think it makes sense, but for grand slams, I could see it. Um, I would actually be into it. I think, you know, sometimes I think the women's matches are too short and I think sometimes it's unfair because like for such a big moment, it's like you've been preparing for so long and it can go away so quickly if you have a bad start. And like, if you could have like one more set to try to get your gears going, like get yourself in the zone too, it'll make it more competitive. So I'm totally on board for that. I love that question or comment. Um, I agree and disagree. Um, I agree because I do think the grand slams, they need to set themselves apart. Um, and it would be cool. The only reason I disagree is if I disagree, my disagree comes with my disagreement comes with uh, with a need. I feel like if we make Grand Slam tennis best three out of five sets for men and women, Grand Slams then would need to be extended from two weeks to three weeks. Well, yeah, we already struggle bus to keep the tournament within two weeks and not having to force players to play back to back to back. Um, and that's with women playing best two out of three sets. And like you said, some of those matches are really fast. Um, so I feel like if this is a major change, I think Grand Slams would need to be a three week tournament. So we're not, we're not burning people out. I think what people need to let go of is so many people want to argue that, that the women can't play right. best three out of five sets. That is not the case. Yeah. The women used to do that at all times. At the year-ending championship, it was best three out of five sets. In big tournament finals, it was best three out of five sets. And they did it. The women can do it. Serena, Venus, Halep, Pliskova, Kerber, whoever, they can play three out of five sets. They're just in as good a shape as the men. So I hate when people make it that the women can't do it. Like, yeah, I've and a lot of them have said they would totally be down to do it if, you know, they were asked The women to. have never shied away from it. They've never, right. They never said that they wouldn't. I think people need to stop being disrespectful. Like, it makes they make it seem like, oh, they went, if the women do it, like, every fourth and fifth set will be six love, six love. Yeah, because they're just going to be so exhausted. It's like, no, how, there's men who crap out in the first set, too. Don't act like there ain't no lazy men who ain't in shape. Like, who can't play? You know what I mean? Who, like, are tired after playing three sets. They, like, done. They lost. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's not a fair argument. Sorry. How, how many How many before Djokovic became the, who he is? How many fifth sets and fourths did Djokovic on lost six, love, six, one? Exactly. Because he was burnt out. Murray had his moments. Like, do, so you don't act like every men's five-set match is He's, like, so competitive. 50, 48 yeah. in the fifth set. Cha, boo. Some of them be six, one. Look. What wasn't it Federer who just took out Nadal six one in the fifth that one of the fifth in the Australian Open final? Exactly. Like it's it's these women can do just what the men can do. So I don't disagree that it can happen and it should happen. It would be a nice distinction. 
Um, it'll help put some rest of the argument of equal pay because that's another sexist comment. Exactly. The women want equal pay. They need to have equal sets. Shut up. Like, <laughs> y'all be making all these comments from the comfort of your couch while eating Doritos. Shut right. up. Like, yeah. get them under. You You can't play one good set. Meanwhile, the women only practically held up the the tennis name for, you know, most of the tw- uh, 2000s. If it wasn't for Federer, I mean, it wasn't until him that people started going to tennis tournaments to watch men's tennis. Hello. Uh, do we need to speak about the truth? I'm just saying. Because like, <laughs> back, if we go back a little bit, like, Agassi was a big draw for tennis. But Sampras was a very nice, humble player. So he wasn't a big, major draw. Like, on the men's side, what big draws have we had? Right. On the women's side, I can off the top of my head name a few. We had the sisters, who's still out here drawing seats. We got Sharapova, pre and post her drug situation. Yeah. We got Azarenka, who's a big name draw. Kornikova, even though she didn't win no tournaments, it's fine. She was still a huge draw. Kornikova? Kornikova was a big draw to tennis tournaments. We had the Belgian sisters who were a big draw to the tournament. Capriati, just because of her antics, was a big draw to tennis tournaments. Like, there's so many women that you can call for whatever reason that bring people to tennis tournaments. Like, thank God, like Micah said, for Federer and Nadal and Djokovic who've become that, like, who've been put on that level. But a lot of tennis was known because of the women that were out here. Mostly Venus uh, and Serena. Tennis is the most famous female sport. So we need to stop disrespecting these women because give Serena a racket and a tennis ball and tell her she got to put three out of five set. I bet, you put a, I bet you she'll put, still put a foot on your neck. Exactly. Like, don't so, try her. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jenny, I agree. I do think it would be cool. My only, my only thing would be that we would have to extend the length of t- weeks for Grand Slams. Because they're already struggling to fit all the matches into the two weeks, so that would be my only contingency. Or they like get, or they make it less rounds. Or but that then they would have to let less people in, I guess. It's weird because you know back in the day, the way grandstands are played, child. If you won it the year before, you had an automatic draw to the final. So weird. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, that don't make no sense. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think that <laughs> that was a really good question. Yeah, Something I like that, that one. Yeah, we both agree. I mean, it would be interesting to see. And I do agree with Michael. Like, three out of five sets changes so many matches because you have that extra set to figure yeah. things out. Yeah. Uh, I know that then, would help me because <laughs> I'm a, yeah. when I play, I'm the slowest starter. I'm always guaranteed to lose the first set. Not until, like, the middle of the second set and I start acting like I know what I'm doing a little bit. Uh, okay. And then it's um, like a battle. Just He just, like, and I, I can t- attest to that. Like, whenever we play matches, for whatever reason, by the time the second set come around, he becomes a whole different player. Yep. I don't even get it. I don't understand what's going on. I'm like, I didn't see his I didn't see his body switch. I didn't see anybody leave the court. But, like, as a new player showed up. Exactly. Um, I think it would help Venus, too, because, you know, yep. Venus, be, Venus be half asleep through most of the Hello. first set. Why do you think I'm so on board with this? <laughs> just saying. We just be so asleep through that first like, set, girl. And then she be she be she be waking up in the second, but like, girl, we don't waste so much energy and time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Jenny, we agree. So thank you for the comment. We appreciate it. So guys, look, start looking out on our page. Like we're gonna be posting it the week of episode sheet. Anything that you want us to talk about, something happened in tennis, we may have missed it, or interesting topic, a controversial topic. So look out for those posts and share your thoughts, and we will give our comments on them. Yeah, I um, like that. That was good. I think that was good, too. So, again, thanks, Jenny. And that's going to be from now on our segment or until later for the notice. Our hashtag, what you say. <laughs> what you say. 
Ooh, I would say, what you say? Who is that? Stop I don't know. Anyway. changing my moment. Okay. Uh, so that's it. That's it. At the end of the show. But we wanted to, um, like he said, we want you guys to be able to, you know, talk to us and us to communicate with you guys. So if you want to comment on a post and put something forward that you want to say, you can follow us, uh, our Facebook page, which is Serving It Up Podcast um, on Facebook. And we're also on Instagram by the same name. And then if you want to listen to us, we'll be doing this, like we said, every two weeks. You can subscribe um, to our SoundCloud page, which is also Serving It Up Podcast. Or you can subscribe to us on um, Apple um, Podcast Directory. Just click subscribe. You can comment and rank us there, too. That's actually really important. Um, yeah, let's try to spread this on. We want more people to listen so we can start a conversation. Like Our whole goal with this is to kind of put together a tennis community because it's something that we enjoy and we know uh, that there are lots of other people who enjoy it too. We want to talk about it more. Absolutely. So thank you guys for the love, for the support for these past uh, month. We look forward to our next episode in two weeks and keep a check out for our social media posts. Yeah, we'll see you guys uh, in two weeks. Be, uh, be good, everybody.